produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. you Derek. I didn't know if you're going to call it, if you were going to do the business stuff first. <laughs> I want to ca- tackle it at the end. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Wikipedia. This is going to be a very special episode uh, because we have the Smugglers Alliance assembled, and uh, we're going to talk to uh, Mike about a little trip he took today. To uh, Galaxy's Edge. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, wait, I do. I do. Never mind. Sure. So, uh, wait, wait. great show. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> so, you, you mean geez. by you mean by talk to him? You, we're going to put him on the spit over the fire in the Ewok Village, right? <laughs> Roast him for all the information we can get. We were, we were kind of concerned that happened to you last week, Ken. <laughs> no, no, no. I was making the arrangements. Ah. I, actually, this would be on the spit at Ronto Roast. <laughs> underneath underneath a pod pod racing engine. All right, settle down. I got to finish the introduction. <laughs> 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 so, of course, being that we have the Smugglers Alliance with us, we have Mr. John Tyler Christopher. What is happening, gentlemen? We have Stephen from Roco Depot. Glad to be here. And we have Jimbo from uh, the uh, Falcons Lounge and stuff there. Hello. All right, gentlemen, and of course we have Ken too. You know, he's, yes, he's, <laughs> yeah, I have returned. He's back from his his trip to Endor. I, so, I, who, like, I think it was his Sasquatch Playgirl shoot that he was doing. <laughs> hey, I got to make money to do this somehow. Something's got to pay the bills. Got to pay for feet, huh? <laughs> Wookie feet. <laughs> so, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about your adventure? Uh, started at 11, ended at (laughs) started at 11, ended at three. Thank you. Oh, wait. Um, no, it's, it's cash previews. Uh, they've been running from the first, uh, tomorrow. Uh, well, the 16th is their final day for cash previews, uh, for cash members. Um, I got lucky being, being able to get like the first time slot of the day for today. Uh, it was nice. There was no one in there before us, um, but before our, before the group that I was part of. And, uh, it was a blast. Um, so how many people did they put in each group from the cast members? I, I'm really not sure, but I would say there was probably guessing 
say maybe 500. I'm sure there was more. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're talking 14 or 14 acres worth of land that's yeah. been built up. And, yet, of course, you can't see everything. Um, I don't know how many they were allotting because they were they were saying they were giving every cast member an opportunity to go. And we're talking over 50,000 cast members in the park. Over So 16 days, 50,000 cast members. So wow. Running four-hour time slots each day. Some days four, some days three. I think today was a three three time slot day. So, so it wasn't extremely packed. You got, you actually were able to look around and stuff. It wasn't yeah. like so packed that you couldn't do anything. No, um, just a brief synapse before we hit before we get into those questions. We rode the Falcon, got off the Falcon, made it an immediate U-turn, and was able to get right back on the Falcon again. Nice. <laughs> I will not be able to do that <laughs> when we take when we take Zoe in November. <laughs> I know there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. So to go, yep, yeah, I was able to turn around and get right back on. Nice. Exit the building and get right back on the in the line. So, yeah. my, my big question is, how was the Rise of the Resistance ride? <laughs> ah, that's a joke. I know. <laughs> hey, Derek, is that a First Order ship on your tail? <laughs> <laughs> How's that ride? Well, it's kind of closed off at the moment. <laughs> Who do you think put me up to that joke? Traitor. <laughs> Did so uh, they have have they started building it? Have you seen oh, yeah. any of it? Uh, they had part of the um, I think queue for it, but they they had people there too. If you if you took actual pictures of the building and whatnot, they would come up to you and go, um, "You see your phone because we need we need to watch you delete the photos." Wow. <laughs> yeah, just to get pictures of the building. No, you can't take pictures of anything that direction. Until next week when the park actually opens, because they're not going to do that to all of everybody that comes in there. Uh, actually, no, I bet you they probably would. To the guests? Yeah, they'll, they'll have it blocked off. Well, okay, okay as somebody who's actually seen the building, what is there incriminating about? Actually, I haven't seen the building because they, they've got a lot of shrubs. Or I like to call them event carts. It's like these wagons that have a lot of greens in them, mm-hmm. and they, they create almost like a six to eight foot wall. Right. And I mean, unless you really get through, take pictures through all that, um, initial glance, you, you can't see much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that, that I saw is there looked like there was a, uh, like a laser turret similar to what you found on Hoth. Okay. Nice. Uh, there's a, a panel with the glass screen with the different circles and the grids on it. Um, okay. Which I'm sure looks gorgeous at night. Uh, and then you have a little archway that you walk through. Other than that, that's what's visible on the promenade. Uh, behind that, I, I couldn't tell. But so I that's really all they're trying to keep secret at this yeah. time, is those yeah. little things. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, you take a picture that way. I mean, I wanted to because I, I really wanted to take a picture of that glass display. But like, right. I didn't want them to come up to me and go, uh, no, we need to see your phone. <laughs> Well, it, it's it's probably a good policy because nerds like us would dissect that little photo for an hour and a half of like, what does this all mean? You know, kind well, of a thing. Geek, geek and me would be, how can I turn around and turn this into desktop wallpaper on my computer? Right. <laughs> More <Exactly>. than anything. <laughs> so I guess the Inquisition still continues. 
<laughs> Nobody suspects the Imperial Inquisition. Inquisition. So tell, tell, talk to us about, describe to us what it's like to enter into Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, give us uh, a rundown of your day. Uh, well, we, we had, uh, well, we know, had like, to get into... the first thing you see in the first... First thing I saw was the ticket styles. Well, no, it was the parking lot. <laughs> Fast forward. Fast what forward. was the first new thing you saw? Um, the first Star Wars thing you saw. I saw Star Tours as we were walking by. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> like I said, what was the first new thing you saw? I'm pulling, I'm pulling a felony here. Um, first new thing, I saw the, I saw the, the archway that leads into it. And again, they had the event wagons because they don't want regular guests to think it's open to them yet. Uh, and there was, there was some openings. Um, where you can, um, where you walk through because you, you had to show your ticket, uh, that got you into the park for the day. That way, uh, as cast members, we have these things called main gates and anyone under 15 years, you're limited to how many days a year you could use them. Uh, thankfully I'm beyond that mark. So I could go anytime as long as I'm not blacked out, which, well, they like to throw blackouts at us quite a bit. <laughs> um, so this, this was a way of getting in without it counting against your main gate because it was the a preview event um so we checked in and then depending on what you were because uh, they had three options for you to choose from just the land and the ride so walk around and do the ride or is that on your engine i don't know just all of a sudden hearing loud noise. Someone's got like uh, the like Imperial fleet flying through the room. <laughs> um, you have, uh, shoot. Uh, so you had three choices. Uh, the land and the ride. The land, the ride, and Savi's workshop, which is where you built your saber. And with that, um, you were committed to buying a saber. And sabers are 200 bucks. And for cash previews, they only gave us like 10% off. Um, which, okay, covers the tax as much as I would love to do it. I, one, I promise Zoe would make We'll get the first lightsaber from there, nice. um, which is always my daughter. Uh, two, I just had to get a new car. So we're dealing with two car payments. So, yeah, one car payment is two lightsabers. So we're not doing that at this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went with the third option, which was um, the land, the ride, and Ogus Cantina. So Yeah, we see, Ogus Cantina, you pay as much for a drink as you would for a lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> actually, no. Um, our bill came out pretty good, and that was because they were giving cast members 20% off on every on um, food at the two main restaurants and at Ogus Cantina, and it was, it, it was for 20% on anything except stuff with alcohol. So... Um, all right, so so we all got to know. Did you try the blue milk? Yes, I ha- I our first thing of the day. <laughs> well, our reservation time because you you have reservation times for Ogus Cantina, uh, and they they allow you it's a two alcohol drink or they call concoction drink maximum. So you're not going to get like over at Epcot where people are going to sit at the Rosen Crown and have five, six, seven yards. That's and- my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she doesn't listen to the show. 
I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna email Jen. <laughs> yeah, I love no, she's proud of it, man. You get me? She's stranded around the world. Um then uh but there's also a forty five minute max in air because it's the limited seating. And they tell you most of this most of the uh mo- there's limited seating, most of it's standing room only. So you're either at tabletop tables or high top tables or you're at the bar. Uh, but there are some little alcoves where you can sit that look kind of similar to what you saw in in Star Wars in at Moss Osley. Um, and if you're sitting, chances are you're going to be seated with other parties just because of trying to get people in. Um, Melissa ordered a drink called Jabba Juice. <laughs> and it was, I don't remember what. Did you say Jabba or Jawa? Jabba. Okay. Um, it's squeezed right from Jabba himself. <laughs> from, a, from a hut's butt. <laughs> we see where green milk comes from. What are what Jabba juice is. Sure, I, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid to know. <laughs> we didn't ask. Um, but they had, um, I can't remember. I could not remember for the life of me the name of the creature. What were the creatures on um, on the Colossus that the one guy uh, the turtle had? Guys? Not the turtle guys. The, the one guy was selling as food. Oh, oh those little fish looking things. Yes. Fish lizards. Yeah. Mm, I don't remember. Like I said, Maybe for the gorg. Sa- gorg. Yeah, they had a gorg in the okay. tank above the bar. Nice. Or at least where, over by where we were at. Um, I know Melissa. See, I haven't had a chance to get my pictures up yet. Between the between Melissa and I, we took just about four hundred pictures <laughs> while we were there. Um, Java juice is simply orange with pineapple, mm. kiwi, cantaloupe, blueberry, and uh, popping pearls. Popping pearls. Yeah, it's they're like boba. Like boba. Yeah, they're like boba yeah. pearls. Yeah. Uh, it actually wasn't that bad. Um, then what I had was called the blue bantha. It's blue milk with. Um, chilled with a Bantha-inspired vanilla butter sugar cookie on top. <laughs> wow. Um, the blue milk, while it does have some coconut in it, and they use, in a lot of the food areas, coconut. So if you're allergic, definitely ask for the allergy menus because they will come out and and uh, help you get something that you're not allergic to that doesn't have the the allergen in it. Um, it, it tasted like liquid cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> to some extent. And, of course, someone in story group had to sit down with with Disney and go, this is what blue milk's going to taste like, and here's what green milk's going to taste like. And Because I've heard the green milk's supposed to be like a fruity taste. You know they probably went and sat down with the di- with the dif- different Disney culinary going, okay, let's fine-tune this drink. Right. <laughs> so, yes, I have officially had blue milk. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know. Story group would be involved in that. I'm sure story group was involved in everything out there. My my, my discussions. I, I talked to story group at uh, celebration, and I'm I'm curious what all they've implemented at this point. But I mean, this is is in depth. Is at least my understanding is this is like this is a big deal for them, like all across the board. Um, I will say, Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Pandora have nothing on this. Nothing. I, I, I mean, when you had that, I was wearing my Wookiee Radio hat, like the one I showed you guys that we're giving away, um, and um, my Wookiee Radio polo. I had people ask me, Wookiee Radio? What's that? Oh, I was all set. Um, we're a transmission on the holonet. <laughs> nice. And, and since we're, we're three smugglers, 
were actually piggybacked, we're piggybacking on top of the first order transmissions, one, to save money, and two, so we don't get caught. <laughs> oh, you well, you got to be careful around here because the first order. I know, that's why, but I, I trust you. <laughs> nice. Any new listeners? <laughs> uh, I would not be surprised if we did end up with some new listeners. Hey, well, if it. you're listening to us after talking to Mike at Galaxy's Edge, get a hold of us. Let us know. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, so we're walking around. It was like we had an 11. We got there like 10.55, and they were letting us through. And you you walk through like an overhang um, where it's kind of like a rocky formation underneath, and you walk through. Once you're in there, it is completely separated from the rest of the park. So you feel like you're on planet and not in Disney so, Hollywood Studios. So it's not just like going to another land like say future land or something like that right. it's like a whole almost right. its own separate thing yeah and and i know they ran indiana jones shows and they ran the uh star wars main main stage show in front of the theater you don't hear it back there at all huh. i mean and they've got some heavy pyro that goes off you don't hear it mm. or at least i didn't hear it because there's so much going on you're so immersed um if it's something where you need to show your id with a credit card well, one, you're, you're you're paying credits, and they refer to everything as credits. Well, how how much are the kyber crystals? Those that's fifteen fifteen credits, so a dollar a credit. Uh, if there if it was a change, if if there was a a change amount to it, and maybe well, that's fifteen point three two credits. Hmm. So you had to get used to okay, this is what they're saying. Um, and then they ask for your credentials, not your ID, it's your credentials. Nice. So um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, so we, we were looking for Ogus. Uh, we thought what we, what ended up being Savi's workshop, um, we thought was Ogus. And they go, no, you gotta go up and around, around the corner and down another set of steps. Okay, cool. So we go up the steps, and as you're going up the steps, there's the Falcon. Mm -hmm. And all I kept saying is, oh, my God, it's real. (laughs) It's real. (laughs) It's real. And and I get into a habit, and, and Ken... And, and Derek know this. Uh, sometimes I get in a loop. Uh, my wife gets on to me at times. She goes, yeah, I knew this was a loop I couldn't get you out of because <laughs> it, it's just the nature of the day. And I just kept going, it's real. <laughs> it's real. It's right there. It's real. <laughs> oh, my God. Just I know we've all seen the pictures and we've all seen the videos. Uh-uh. Until you actually see it in person, I'm going to tell you, justice is not done. Mm. It's real. That's that's all I got to say. It is real. I wish you. I was able to go up and touch it, but they have you. They have it barricaded enough where you can't. I'm like, so how how close do you actually get to it? Uh, you can walk underneath part of it, but of course the nose is so far above you, you can't touch it. Yeah, unless you were on a ladder or something. Um, but. 
I'm like, okay. So then we went down, got into Ogas. Um, I realized as we were leaving, the one section we didn't get to was back into the first order section to see a closer look at the Thai echelon. But we we kept getting some. We we had two rainstorms happen during the four hour span where we were there. Wait, wait, wait! It was raining in Florida. <laughs> it was raining on Batu. <laughs> of course, it rains wow. on Batu. Uh, so we we never. So I never got to see the milk stand, and I never got back uh, into the first order shop or the Thai echelon. But I was when you're standing at Oga's, you have a straight shot down into seeing the echelon. So I, I did get a good picture of it. At least you have something to look forward to on your next visit. Yes. Yeah, but we we saw pretty much everything else. We really did. Cool. Um, did you I, check out the droid shop? I did. Some cool stuff in there. And uh, definitely know for sure, like when Zoe wants to build her droid, she wants a BB unit. She wants to go purple, and she's got a couple of different options. She either go where the whole where the main color of the unit's purple or the main color is white with purple accent. Oh, okay. So, hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, you can mix and match. You could do purple with a red head if you wanted. To. Um so you could do an iron you could do an Iron Man BB. <laughs> Red nice. with a yellow head or, or something. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they had the different options. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Plus, they had accessory parts where you could change. Like, if like if she wanted um, the purple, but she wanted a different color, and the, the only option is black, uh, they had stuff where she could change the black pieces out to a different color. Cool. To customize it even more. So, um, which is re- really cool. Uh, the droids run about 100 bucks. Mm. How big are so, they? Uh, the BB. Uh, came out so that's what about maybe a foot okay foot to maybe 14 15 inches okay yeah, R, it's about R, half size R2s are, are a little taller about maybe 18 inches nice now, does that 100, 100 bucks for the droid include the the programming or is that it includes the basic setup uh, each droid is capable of having two personality chips that you could put in it and those are available on the sidewall uh, for an additional cost mm. um, and again you could choose between um, resistance, first order, or scoundrel. And depending on how, which one personality you get, depending on which area of Batu you are, because there's resistance side, there's a first order side, and then most everything else is kind of neutral with the scoundrels. So depending on what you have, depends on how the droids react as well. So if you leave them on as you're walking around, and you get near a first order area, and you have a resistance droid, Mm -hmm. it, it will act skittish and yeah, nervous. So did you so. see anybody walking around with their droids? Just with the droids walking around with them? Um, they put them in a box or you could buy a backpack to put them in. Uh, <laughs> they don't They don't want you rolling them around. If not, there'd be a crap ton of droids <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> Without a doubt, there'd be a crap ton of droids. Cool. So, so, so okay, I got, some, I got a couple questions for you. What is the overall, like, ambiance? Like, you're walking in there, and Disney does such a wonderful job of immersive. You mentioned immersive. Yeah. Like, while you're walking around, like, what all did they change and tweak to turn this plot of land in Florida into you are in the Star Wars galaxy? Like, what? Like, tell us some of that stuff. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, like what, tip, like what Disney typically does. You know, you go around Epcot. You know, you're in the countries. You, you look at some of the buildings, and you go, okay, I know if if I go to China, I'm going to see buildings that look like this. Mm-hmm. I go to UK, I'm going to see buildings in these various stages in the UK. Uh, Morocco, I'm going to see markets and 
and stuff like this in Morocco. Um, they they did that type of thing. They researched how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, how how would a Star Wars outpost or marketplace look? Um, the the mar- the main market which has uh, Rontu roasters at the end, uh, and that's where most of the shops are located. Looks like a similar market, like if you were in Morocco, or mm-hmm. kind of like what you saw a little bit, um, maybe a little bit on Jeddah, where you had the buildings and you have fabric sways to help as additional coverage mm-hmm. for shade and whatnot. You saw a lot of that. Uh, and you have to look up. It's I, I almost felt guilty or felt victim of it myself. Walked in and was like, oh, wow. I'm just looking left, right, left, right. It's like, this is cool. Then it's like, no, I got to look up too. And I got a lot of pictures looking up at things. Because the details oh. up there as well, not just right. at eye level. So, right. um, so like walking into Doc Andar's antiquity shop, you feel like you're walking into a pawn shop or an antique shop mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Nice. So uh, how do you, the helmets and stuff? Oh my lord. Helmets everywhere, the heads, uh seeing the cases with the sabers in it was breathtaking. Um they had one side of the shop that was first order and Sith related, <laughs> another side of the shop that was <laughs> Jedi related related. Uh then they had the area with the holocrons and the crystals. Um yeah. They they had a little they had a little first order banner. I'm like, hmm, I would love to get a first order trooper black series and put them with this. It'd be perfect display piece. Nice. Um, but it's also for those people who, you know, some people have done the Canadian flag, little mini Canadian flag and plastic holder or a Canadian or a U.S. flag. Or if you're one of those people who work at a company that is American and Japanese partnership, may have that on your deck. But this is one of those same things, and it's a first order banner. Nice. Um, it, was, it was super nice. Um, it was cool seeing a live or r- realistic Jedi Temple guard mask or helm that was incredible um it was it was did you find the ark of the covenant <laughs> no <laughs> I'm trying to remember if it, it was considered there uh I did see um one of the pedestals from I thought I saw I'll have to look at the pictures again um I thought outside of the antiquity antiquity shop they did like in California had part of uh, something from great movie ride in front from the Indiana Jones scene but I don't remember offhand what was so, the animatronic like for Doc Ondar it was it was really cool um he only spoke Ithorian. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it, it was pretty lifelike. It, it's almost looked exactly like what you would have seen. Um, I know we all called him Hammerhead as a kid. Um, uh, mm-hmm. those of us who are old enough. Uh, well, I think for the longest time, that character was known as Hammerhead on the, mm-hmm. that was on the packaging, even. on the packaging. Yeah. yeah. So that's all we knew him as until he was until like Kenner's power of the force when he was given a proper name. Um, that's cause he didn't have a name until I think West End games started using characters like that. Yeah. They started having to give them names. Um, but they uh, moved very similar to like what we see in the cantina in Star Wars. Nice. Uh, the arm movement, everything was really good. Um, Hondo. Oh, you, you would have thought that was a person in a suit <laughs> up there. And it's an animatronic. It, now, I am wondering, uh, because there's some other shots, you see him sitting at a table somewhere when you're in the Falcon uh, with part of the stuff. I wonder if they actually 
they got Jim Cummings in the makeup <laughs> to do those scenes. Wow. But the animatronic, oh, it's unbelievable. Well, so that was actually going to be a couple, one of my other questions. Okay. Was like, Sorry, so first I, of I all, jumped ahead. No, no, no. Like, I'm just really fascinated by this stuff because like, I think we've talked about, like, I'm amazed at how Disney can, like, manufacture joy. Like, it's, it's <laughs> if you look at it from this, like, scientific standpoint, like, the engineer part of my brain, it's like, you can deconstruct it, but it's like, it's so well hidden behind just the yeah. map of it, right? So, but, but I'm always, as an artist, curious of how they handle certain things. Like, like the language is one thing, right? Because uh-huh. how much English is in Galaxy's Edge versus the Star Wars characters, you know, like the actual language, like uh, written language and stuff. A lot of, you, you see a lot of Arabish around. Okay. Um, the language is common. I mean, it's, it's normal English, just like we hear it in the movies. So everyone speaks to you in, in, uh, basic. In, yeah. In basic, uh, it's learning the terminology of the planet. Like the mm-hmm. greeting is during the day, bright suns. If it's in the morning, which I got to use once because we were there right before noon, right where it was switched to bright suns, it's rising suns. Okay. Uh, I think in the evening, it's setting suns mm-hmm. is the greeting. Um, so it was learning some of that. Um, when I mentioned computer, I was like, well, what's a computer? I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> Computers are data pad. Yeah. Data pad, <laughs> data pads or, uh, something else. Uh, I forgot what she, um, what else she called it? Uh, data pad. Well, data um, pad is an actual Star Wars term. It is. There was, it was another term and I forgot what she called it. Uh, Terminal? No. Um, Comlink. Right. Oh, for like your phone. No, Comlink should be cell phones and stuff. Well, that's what I had in my hand was my cell phone. Yeah. But with a smartphone, that's that could still be a, a data pad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, Comlink, I hear Comlink, I think this. <laughs> which I have a Imperial Stormtrooper Comlink, which I got bef- when they first offered them before Galaxy's Edge was even considered. But yes, you could get your own Bluetooth Imperial Comlink at Doc. Ondar's antiquity shop if you den of antiquities if you want. You get a cut of all the sales from that promotion, that plug right there. So I wish. Wish. <laughs> and then what do you think the expectation obviously this was just cast members, right? So like this was just cast members. Yeah. Like you guys are going in like quote unquote on the job, but with the amount of people dressed up, do you foresee any issues with people cosplaying in the park and causing confusion as who's if you they push hard. If you're fourteen and older, you come in costume, you will be turned away at the front gate. Really? Because it confuses guests and you could confuse guests into thinking you are an actual character there. Right. That was where I was going with this. Right. We, we've turned, I mean, there's been stories out there of, um, I think we talked about it over on Weeby Geeks, um, where someone was turned away for being dressed up like Tinkerbell and they were oh, up yeah. and they were upset. Why would Disney do that? Uh, because you're not Tinkerbell. <laughs> right. And you got people coming up to you wanting to take pictures of you thinking you're Tinkerbell want you to sign autographs like you're a Tinkerbell. No, you're not. Got it. Okay. So under the age of 14, yeah. So if Zoe wanted to go dressed as Jen Urso or as Ray, she's more than welcome to. 
Now, you could do what they call Disney bounding, where you're dressed, where your dress is inspired by a character. And they're not mm-hmm. going to say anything about that. Yeah, you can wear like the same colors, even the same cut. It just can't be an actual costume costume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is where like her universe and her cosplay and Ashley's cosplay Han Solo dress. Everyday cosplay, yeah. Yeah, that everyday cut. You can get away with it. Okay. So like say your daughter had the uh, Ahsoka Tano hoodies from her universe. They could wear those in with no problem with regular jeans. Um, Or um, indoor commando gear from Heroes and Villains. Which I did, (laughs) which I did take my indoor commando backpack to Heroes and Villains. And uh, so I'll use this as a time to find that one of those pictures as you guys come up with the next question. Did you eat any food while you was there? You mentioned some of the drinks. Yes. Uh, we ate initial lunch at uh, Docking Base 7. Um, Melissa, uh, my wife, she had the the yip tip, which was the chicken, and it comes with a, a um, mashed vegetable, match, mashed potato mixture underneath it with almost like a, a uh, pot pie type gravy sauce. Mm. It wasn't too, it, it, it wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty decent. I did the beef stew. They uh, they call it the uh, the the shock roast, and oh my lord, that was pretty awesome. I'm not a big kale person, and it had uh, wilted kale underneath, and carrots, and uh, pearl onions, and um, like toothpick carrots, and something else. Um, very crunchy, but oh my lord, was it good! It, it was, it was awesome. They should have called it like Dagobah Delight or Yoda's, you know, special stew or something. Yeah. Um, in the chat, I'm sending you guys a picture of what I'm going to be sending to Heroes and Villains because I think this is a great marketing pick for them. Nice. So, um, the uh, we ate there. Um, Melissa got a regular Coke, Fountain Coke. I got a bottle of Dasani. Um, the, the, I should have, oh, it's in the kitchen because I'm letting it dry because I'm keeping the bottle. Um, you guys know what the small, like 16 ounce smart water bottles look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a smart water bottle with the label, but the label's kind of cool. Um, so it's Dasani spelled out in Arabish, but they do the D-A-S and then they take the stylized S from Dasani and put it in the middle and then do the A-N-I. So they use the, the stylized S as the marketing tool with, um, to spell it with Dasani split right in the middle. Nice. Um, then, um, like I said, you got the fountain drinks on top of that. Um, and, of course, in Docking Bay 7, you could get drinks with alcohol. Uh, I did not see any tea options there, so I didn't get any tea. Um, but we also ate at Ronto Roasters, and the only two real options they have there is the Ronto Wrap, which is a sausage with pork on top and I think some slaw wrapped in like a, a pita type bread. Down. Uh, we did not get that. We instead got the turkey jerky, which comes in a sweet or spicy. Ours was tough. <laughs> it was. It looked. It looked tough. It was tough. It's like, yeah, we need to soak this in water for a few minutes to soften it up some. <laughs> um, and again, Melissa got a Coke, and I got. Um, it's called a Tatooine Sunrise, which was the tea. Um, and it had. It had a bunch of stuff. God, that's first order is definitely trying to hit us. 
Um, so, so the team was pretty good. Uh, of course, the straws were paper straws. I didn't get a straw with with mine with my tea. I just drank it out of the cup, which I was fine with. Uh, I think with Melissa, she did the same thing. She didn't get a straw with her Coke, uh, maybe because we just didn't know where they were. Um, from there, what else did we eat? Oh, I also got the popcorn, which is cooked in coconut oil. Heads up, uh, but it, it's it's a mix of sweet and spicy, and it, mm. it's red, it's purple, it coloring to it. Um, it's almost I want to say almost borderline kettle corn ish because mm. it will. I mean, some of it got a little wet, so it was like sticking together. So there, there's got to be something else to to make the colorings and the spice. It's actually pretty good. Nice. <laughs> now, I, I like popcorn. I like Disney popcorn, but man, this was good. Um, if I was to go eat again, I'd probably go to, uh, if we got there early enough for breakfast, I would probably do Ronto Roasters because they have a breakfast option. Um, but Docking Bay 7 is probably where I go. Um, I really like the options there, and I want to try a couple other things from there. So how, what time does the parks open if they have a breakfast option? Park opens at 9 in the morning. Oh, okay. Usually. So, but with cast previews, it, it's, you know, today it was open at 11, so I don't think they offered. Now, I never asked either if they offer it all day, but chances are they don't. So, uh, I will say with Docking Bay 7, there are like two different rooms. Uh, we found a nice little alcove room that had like, two tables for two and then a table for four in the middle. Um, it was kind of quiet. I mean, even with everything going around, it was kind of quiet, quiet, uh, peaceful. It was very enjoyable. Um, the next room, had a slightly different look. It didn't look like you were inside the hangar bay. Uh, it's almost like you were in a lounge. And then there's an outside. I'm like, you know, when the temperature gets cooler, I have no problems eating outside. Mm. Uh, I would actually find that quite peaceful, even with everything walking by. I, I actually would consider eating outside. Um, it, it was pretty cool. So there's something to bring up. I mean, it's August in Florida. Uh-huh. And a lot of Galaxy Edge are outside. Did, does the heat get you or you just get overwhelmed by all the Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff you don't care about? We got lucky um, because of the two rainstorms. Yeah, the humidity was hell. Uh, But, I mean, temperatures, I'm not sure what the heat index got up to, but the actual temperature, I don't think we broke 85, 86. Uh, it was supposed to be at most 88, um, but with the the rains, the few rains we had, I mean, we were soaked coming out you know, as we walked out. I'm like, do you want a poncho? She goes, no, I'm okay with the rain, and it's helping cool me down. Um, it was more the humidity that was starting to hurt because it felt like Louisiana. Um me and Melissa has a, a low heat tolerance to begin with, so I'm like, "Do you want a fan?" Because we keep fans, we keep cool at rags. Um, I keep everyone hydrated when we're when it's the three of us there, or just Melissa and I. You know, I, I do my best to keep her hydrated because when she starts to argue, it's like, "Do you want to go first day and drink Powerade?" No, I'll go get a water. Or like, "Yeah, you will." <laughs> Um, we, we stayed okay. I mean, we, we were stopping at drinks, even though we had two core, core water bottles in, in the backpack that we never broke out. Um, we, we stayed okay. I mean, I didn't feel dehydrated. Um, once it's, you know, hit that muggy point, next rain hit, cooled off, we, breezes were pretty good, but I could see where, uh, some of the spots when that heat cranks up and the, that heat index is 107, 108 is, it's going to be murder. 
So where's the cool spots to run to to try and hide from the heat? Uh, like the shops and Falcon the shops. Ride? There's the shops, the Falcon Ride. Um, there's a couple alleys, a couple other spots you go to. Uh, there's quite a bit out in the open. Um, but I mean, there's some tree you can you can find some shady spots. You should have modeled it after Tatooine. Then in that case, it's just going to be hot all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would like to have seen some more shrubbery, but again, it's a new it's a new land. Um, if they put in some shrubs, and of course they could have put in trees that were already full grown, right? Um, but if they want to give it a chance to to have some stuff grow itself naturally, uh, I mean, it's going to take a few years to get to that point. Did they do anything cool with the shrubbery to make it feel alien? Uh, no. Okay, not really. I mean, trees are trees, um, right? It's, you know, like the A-Wing pick I, I sent you guys in chat. I mean, they, they've got the wall with shrubs around it, um, almost like a natural natural hide, since they're trying to hide it from the First Order. Um, the same thing with the X-Wing as well. Uh, you, ha- you have the newer style X-Wing there. Because uh, the time period for this, and I'm I'm guessing, I mean this is pure educated guess. The t- this part's not the guess. They have said this. The time period for this is between sets between. The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. does not mean once Rise of Skywalker comes out, they don't update the timeline to the events of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, sure. Yeah. I still think that's why they're um, Rise of the Resistance. They weren't rushing to get it ready. I yeah. think that has something to do with the events of Rise of Skywalker is going to affect the Resistance ride. Could be. Uh, well, as much as they stay like on canon, quote unquote, I mean, when it comes to certain things, they don't, right? I and mean, when they have the march in Hollywood studios, it's like you've got Vader and Phasma and like, it's not, well, time, the, you know what I'm saying? Well, the the march, when they did the march of the troopers, that was the first order troopers with Phasma. Okay. Um, when they do the stage show up front, that, that show is not canon because they're, they're going through the history of the movies and right, showing right. you the different characters. Okay. So I just remember seeing Vader and all yeah. types of characters that were obviously not time accurate. Yeah, unquote. that that was that was with the with that stage show. Okay. Um, now, originally, when Star Tours came out, it was obviously set with the with the original trilogy, and the whole concept was you're walking on a set sets movie set look. Oh, I didn't realize that was supposed to be like the idea behind it. That that's why sense. that's why you could look into the backside of the, or the opposite side of the ad ad and all that. Okay, and and look into and you look at like the tree trunks of Endor. You see like flat markings of this is. The this piece here and this goes here. Uh, it was that movie set vibe. Um, once Disney bought Lucasfilm and the whole um, push with the with the new films, that was kind of leaning to our focus is the new films because that's what's current. That's where everything's going to be based off of. And then when they announced Galaxy's Edge, they said now everything's going to be based on the the film, you know, the current trilogy. So you don't think we will ever see Darth Vader walking around Galaxy? Edge. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Unless Darth Vader comes back and rise. There we go. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all depends on uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Kylo no, puts we, the mask on. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we get the Emperor walking around there. There you go. Hey. Exactly. Oh yeah. 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 Now were the were the cast members? So obviously, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of them were dressed in like Resistance garb and some in like First Order apparel. Were there any besides Fast? Were there any like 
Jedi's walking around? No. Or, okay. Uh, Jedi's are still kind of considered legend in tales at this okay. point, you know, just so like they still, are in the it movies. Is, it is accurate to yeah. that universe. Okay. Um, Isn't there a Chewbacca in the park, though? There is a Chewbacca in the park. Uh, Ray's in the park. Okay, well, there you go. Um, but she is still kind of in the cost. Her costume, I want to say, is more of her Jakku costume than it is her gray outfit from Last Jedi. Well, the new outfit is basically her Jakku outfit, but white. Right. So some some minor changes to it. Yeah. Um. The where I want to go. Um. A lot of the, the cast members are wear generic costumes and the cool thing is they are given a whole assortment of tops and pants and shoe coverings uh skirt for women's skirts uh head wraps hats where they could pick and choose the type of look that they want for their costume it's not like for me entertainment tech I have black shorts, black pants, or black pants, black shirt, black belt. There you go. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Or a custodial where it's white shirt, white top, or white bottoms, white top. Mm-hmm. Move along. Uh, here they get to be, they get to personalize the look of their costume. Now I saw multiple shirt pieces, but right. I don't, I don't think I ever saw the same combo twice. So they might literally just get a wardrobe almost that they can pick from. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Have you you heard any fun stories about, I've always heard of like Disney University where like the cast members have to go and get like, you know, they have to learn about if you're going to play Ariel, you better, you have to know all the stuff about her. Have you heard any fun stories about the cast members and what they had to learn to be in character? I, I heard a couple, um, we were, I was in the rebel outfitter shop where they had like some of the Jedi robes and, and the belts, Jedi belts, by the way, I think were 60 bucks, which I'm like, Ooh, I need to get a new one. <laughs> uh, they also had uh, smug, like the smuggler, like Han Solo's belt-ish, mm-hmm. where, you know, you had the belt and then the, the strap that came down for the holster. Uh, I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that, too. Um, I see those coming in my future. Um, the... Um, and of course, they got the tunics, the robes. They got like Luke's robes from Return. Um, regular robe that looked like Obi Wan's robe set. Uh, there was someone else's robe set. Um, so they had some of that. And I, I heard this trainer talking to a couple other cast members, going, "Now, what type of droid is this?" Now. These are not, this is not an astromech droid, this, because those are specific for the, I'm like, well, no, anyone could own an astromech droid. This shop owner, if they wanted to, could have, but it's not appropriate for the shop owner, a tailor, to have an astromech droid. Um, so the guy was partially right, but I'm sure they were for each shop, and he was saying it, there's more Easter eggs coming into the shop. I'm like, that's awesome and screw you guys because now I'm going to be sitting here going okay what other eggs are in here right <laughs> uh, Dr. Andars I had to stop at one point because I know for a fact there's over a hundred different Easter eggs in that in that shop what are some of them uh, how about a baby Sarlacc oh, yeah. yeah I heard about that one that was yeah. awesome to see talked on the show yeah that was awesome to see um the what was the cat creature that attacks Lost cats? Or no, no, um, that attacks uh, Padme in Nexu in Attack of the Clones. Uh, yeah, the Nexu. Nexu the, yeah, Nexu. there's a there's a Nexu head. There's a Tauntaun head. There's a Wampa head. Uh, there's various helmets all over the place uh, up above you. Um, I think he. He had another like sea life creature that almost looked like it. The sea life creature could be a lily pad on its own. 
And then there was yeah. another one that had these tentacles in it and like a swamp. It may have been the, the cre- like a baby version of the creature that attacks um, R2 in the swamps of Dagobah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's some cool some cool stuff. Uh, the, um, the, the stone plaques from the emperor's office is on is on the wall as you walk into the shop. There's a, um, the doors open and here's this wall and you either, and at that wall you turn either left or right and here's all the plaque. I got pictures of that, uh, that I'll get up on the, on Facebook. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, one of the option, one of the things you could buy is the lamp that Yoda steals from Luke. Awesome. Uh, you tell me that has a built-in USB charger. Because <laughs> I think it was a little generator also, like a yeah. battery for him. Well, remember that data device um, Von Schneido gives Poe? They sell that as a USB stick. And nice. on it, and it even says that on, on the price description, it was 35 bucks. So you got that molded thing and the bag to put it in, a uh, nice little pouch to put it in. Um, but it says it has the star map on the drive. Oh, I'm like, okay, that's cool. cool. How do I steal that star map and then put that as wallpaper on my desktop? <laughs> um, when I was at Doc Ondar's, um, they had they had these little stones with different inscriptions on them. And there's one that was shaped like Yoda's head. So we got that. Um, my new car is a is the green Kia Soul that, and I have the Yoda Sum Sum on the dash, and it's almost the same color green so we're getting that to and it says do or do not there is no try uh we're we're putting that one in my car uh but we got a couple others which i'll keep one either in my backpack or in my pocket while i'm at work but like i said you know we did the poll on on twitter and purple one and i've got five witnesses here i am holding the purple kyber crystal for the giveaway (laughs) that that will be going with the hat um we have a hat that was donated by the gentleman who runs our web store um it is when i got my hat he made up a second one just like mine uh that's for the giveaway um and again these five gentlemen will attest the hats here Uh, so we have that and john has confirmed there will be at least one john tyler christopher action figure exclusive that you were only able to get through his website hopefully signed hopefully signed of course it'll be signed that's going to be a part of this um, since we're talking about the contest. Steven, For a second there, I thought you were going to say uh, you almost, it's not like you were going to say a John Tyler Christopher action figure. I was like, I want one. <laughs> that needs that needs to be the final cover. When you're told the series ends, you got to do yourself. So one of the most frustrating things has been I have been so busy with work. I don't have time for anything. I just read an article about Mark Hamill saying the one thing he wants, the one Star Wars action figure he wants is a John Williams I agree. I desperately wanted to want to just like put together a John Williams action figure cover and like send it to Mark Hamill and just be like, thank you for being awesome. It's not real, but it's the next best thing. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if you guys want to see the crystal, this is, this is cool because I I took the cover off so I could take mine out. That's the crystal. I mean, it, it definitely feels plastic. Back it up a bit. It's all blurry. There we go. Nice. So there's the crystal. And, and when you're looking at it, you could tell there there's something inside of it for the electronics. That I have no clue which personality this is at all. Is it? 
cool. Because uh, with the crystals, there are different personalities. Now, the crystals work for both lightsabers and the holocrons. Correct. What do the holocrons do? The holocrons will take the crystal's personality, and it, like if this green one's Yoda, it will do different Yoda sayings and um, <laughs> like logs of, of Yoda. Nice. So, okay. and from what I've been told, you cannot put a different color. You can't put a red crystal in a Jedi holocron, and you cannot put any of the Jedi holocrons or Jedi crystals in the Sith holocrons. They do not like each other. Ah, nice. But that makes. But I did get um, get my crystal for myself. Um, one of the cool things is when we're as soon as we got done taking pictures from the Falcon with the Disney Photo Pass, um, there's a character that's been created for Galaxy's Edge called uh, V. Is it V Mundy? I know her first name is V. By uh, Marathi. Yes. By Marathi. Yeah. By Marathi. We met her and we started to take our picture, and all of a sudden she's like hiding behind me. I'm like, oh, what's going on? I thought she was just taking off. After saying, sure, I, you know, we're sitting there talking. I'm like, sure, I'll take a picture with you. All of a sudden, she disappears. I look to my left, and here's two First Order troopers coming up. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Rebel Spy or Resistance Spy. <laughs> so I immediately, as soon as I caught, I mean, it took me like 10 seconds. I said, don't worry, I got your back. And I said, just stay behind me. As they kept coming closer, I kept facing the troopers, walking around, holding my phone up like I'm videotaping them as part of the whole experience. And my wife snapped a few pictures of it. And then she comes over next to me. She goes, just stay behind us. We got you. And we're we're still moving around. And then um, the attraction attendants for the Falcon ride, they're going, hey, guys, over here. Uh, trying to be a distraction, get her to run off. But she's staying with us, kind of hiding. And then two more people join us. And, and, and the either the boyfriend or the husband is going to, to his significant, telling her, you don't know how to conceal people well, do you? <laughs> as, we're, as we're trying to... <laughs> So, um, so yeah, that was fun. And we, we saw Ray, uh, take a little kid and do the whole running around, hiding behind things and stuff like that. It was like, this is cool. That's awesome. So to, to have that interaction with her as an adult, I'm like, okay, this was awesome. Um, and I kept pushing myself. Um, you know, people saw me, Oh, you're, I had a couple of people say you're a rebel. And I'm like, that's the wrong timeline. Be, Oh, you're part of the resistance. It's what they should have been asking. I said, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a smuggler and I got this backpack when I went to go, I went to Indoor and I was checking out the, the battle site and saw this backpack laying around. And so I took it. Oh, so I went, no, I didn't steal it. It's mine now because person's, it was just laying there. And so I'm not going to need it anymore. <laughs> then, so I kept, I'm definitely working on as reputation builds. I'm definitely, because apparently the, there will have the option for with the Play Disney app where you can build your reputation as resistance, first order, yes. scoundrel. I am definitely working that scoundrel route because I, I i think as much as i you know i've been a member of jedi assembly and and rebel legion as a jedi i want to go we're the smugglers three it's the smugglers alliance and with this show i'm keeping the smuggler thing uh i have actually submitted to heroes and villains a backpack design idea for smugglers for a smugglers collection nice. so i'm i'm hoping they i'm hoping they roll with it so um any other questions well when you when you was on the falcon Right? Did you get to pilot it? First time I was on, I was a gunner. Uh, accuracy was about fifty nine percent, which I hey, I didn't get cocky, so I'm okay. Uh, second time, first time, that's not bad. No, 
Uh, second time we rode the ride, we'll, we'll just say I turned 49 on the 24th. That's a week from Saturday. So here I am sitting at 48. I went back to when I was six, went back to 1977 <laughs> as a six-year-old. This has been 42 years in the making, but I got to fly the Falcon. Awesome. <laughs> it awesome. was awesome. Uh-huh. Now, sitting there, it, it's definitely got the most movement in the ship uh, of the of the six seats. Uh, the front two seats definitely got the most because you're right there at the cockpit. Um, I was surprised. I looked a little bit to the to the left, and I really didn't see much of the ship. So I don't know how accurate that truly is because I would think, well, I'm still seeing the ship, no, the front forks of the ship. Um, I really didn't see it sticking out. Even from the right side, I would think I would still see some of it. Uh, I didn't because they, they focus you on, on the mission itself. Um, but no, it was... the. The f- the ride is you go to Corellia and you go after a fuel supply, uh, just like you do, like Solo does in in the Solo movie. Um, you know, you're you're going after fuel canisters, and they say you can get up to five canisters. Well, both times we got two. But I've heard some people say they only got one. I'm like, okay, uh, so yeah, I I don't know how we did it, but we got we got two because first time our pilots sucked and they crashed. <laughs> just hard um i thought we did okay but after you get the first crystal your ship drops and when you drop you lose power i'm like okay i didn't think we did that bad to to garner this reaction but i think it's just built into the ride that way so um yeah that was that was interesting. So, but yeah, I finally got to fly the Falcon. So, did they, um, when you guys really beat up the ship that first time, how, what did it look like when you're coming out? Because they say they, like you see battle damage and stuff as you're walking out and the corridors actually, beat up. Actually, I did not see any of that. And I was a little disappointed. I was, I was expecting some of that. I think they had, I think they toned back on some of that, in which people were thinking, oh my God, the ride's now broken. <laughs> and, and I can only imagine the guest response when that occurred if something yeah. like that was to occur but i i would love to have seen it now the play disney app did they have that up and running so you had not, your, so you actually us. had your star wars data pad going not for us ah, the, okay. this not it won't launch until the 29th i did check but i'll tell you initially the first couple times you go you don't even think about it because there there's so much to see so much to do and you're you're taking pictures left and right um, like the next time I go is when we take Zoe around her birthday and I'm, I'm going to be too busy trying to one, keep her in check and, and see it through her eyes, okay. which is going to be, which is going to be cool because, um, I mean, one of my favorite Star Wars moments, personally, it was, you know, here I am, a dad. The day she was born was a, a day that a new Clone Wars episode aired. So she has a Clone Wars episode from season two on her birthday that she shares an air date with. Her birthday shares an air date. Um, so she never had a chance. But... To- <laughs> But to go uh, f- to go to Force Awakens, and here's my dad who introduced me to the space western. To now sitting there with me taking my daughter there and seeing that chain of influence being passed down. And I'm sure my dad was sitting back enjoying watching me light up like he did when he took me. Right. Because you know, for us it was all new. It's like, well, it's just a space western. It'd be kind of cool. We didn't know it would turn in- into what it what it has whereas now we know and still get that 
awe seeing it on the big screen for the first time. Um, and now she gets to live her movies with the ride. Yeah, I've been in the parks with my stormtroopers or our stormtroopers for those of us from the original trilogy. Um, and, and I've been there with the clone troopers as well, not to count Steven out. Um, but for her to see and live her troopers in reality, in in action at the land, I can't wait. Yeah, This is going to be a totally different. I mean, I'm seeing it and I'm like, okay, this isn't my trooper, but here we are coming together, protecting a rebel spy or a resistance spy, chit-chatting with a resistance spy. Tell me where you go to Harry Potter, to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and do something like that, where you're protecting a wizard who's on the run, <laughs> who's innocent. You, you don't. Tell me where you do that at Pandora. You you don't. Here, you, this is how they bring you into the story. Yeah. Well, don't give him any ideas, Mike. <laughs> Too late. It's already been done well, on our end. Yeah. On the Star <laughs> well, Wars end. Here on the show, we've we spoiled a lot of stuff with the um, Disneyland's version of it, and we've covered a lot of the stuff that was there, so you had a lot of expectations going in and stuff you were already knew was going to be there. Was there anything there that you didn't know was going to be there that was a total shock? That you, it's like, wait a minute, I've not heard anything about this. Um, no, but even though I have heard so much about the other, ours is set up slightly different. I mean, it's decorated. I mean, even though the buildings are the same, we have some slightly different decorations to kind of make yeah. it our own. Um, it's, I, I will say, me being overwhelmed is an understatement. Me having sensory overload is an understatement. Um, I'm surprised I've done so well tonight talking about it because I'm still processing and taking it in. Uh, it's it's all a good overwhelm, a good overloading. Um, I I was satisfied when we left. We left a little early. We didn't f- do the full four hours, which I, re- I regret, but I don't. Um, but it's, I have no problems going back as soon as I can. And it would be one of those I have no problems going back on a day off and just sitting and walking around, grabbing a drink, maybe grab some popcorn and just sit and, and relax. I, I can see that as a new relax point for me. As a Disney connoisseur, would you re- how how long would you recommend for a family like myself? Like I've got a wife that's, that is really into Star Wars. I've got two kids that are into Star Wars. Is that a, is it a full day experience? Is it a half day experience? Like what do you recommend as far as t- a lot? time in the schedule if you were vacationing? I would wait and see what the lines for the two rides will end up averaging. Okay. Uh, If you do the droid shop, obviously that's going to take some time. Uh, If you do, because I'm hearing the droid shop will eventually have reservations as well for here. The lightsaber shop, reservations. You got to make reservations. Depending on how how long all that's going to take. If you get reservations for the cantina, no your max is 45 minutes. So if you're going to max that out, you're, you're, there's, there's almost an hour there gone in your, mm. in your day. Um, can it be a full day thing? I think if you stretch it out, yeah. Um, does it definitely between it and Toy Story, does it make studios again? Will it make studios again a full day park? Real close to it. Okay. Real close cool. to it. I think even with Pandora at, at Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom still almost a half day park. 
if you if you have all the car if you have all your cards fall together just right. right. So, um, but as a Star Wars fan, we kind of rushed, and again, we kind of had rain. But if if we were had unlimited time, yeah, I could have easily have stayed and really gone and like, okay, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, I really want to scrutinize every shop, every you know, look for every single one of the things I wanted to look for was the uh, the charred out astromech that's been turned into a grill or a heater, <laughs> and I couldn't I could I couldn't find it. But I also wasn't looking that hard either. Once I got in, it's like, oh my god, there's hmm. so much to look at. Uh, so for the first so time. If you're like a diehard person, like you go to celebration and stuff, you, you're saying you're not going to be able to experience it in one go around. You're going to need to come back multiple. You recommend multiple times, like really take in yeah. all the nuances yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And I am a guy who's been to three celebrations. Right. Um, and I, I just, I consider myself like we all do diehard fans. Um, but I'm also one who, because of my nature being a technician in the entertainment industry, I want to see how is this done? I, I right. look, I try and pay attention to details. I, I look at what's the show like? What's the vibe like? Uh, and part of that comes from being a Disney cast member for over 21 years. Uh, it's it's hard to go at other part you know, like Universal or Bush Gardens and go okay yeah that could have been better here or better there. Um, I don't think I was that critical with Harry Potter. I mean it's a cool experience, but then once we started talking about Galaxy's Edge and the immersion, I'm like yeah there's they don't have it, <laughs> they really don't. So so how 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 can I word this? How was the the layout of the whole thing? Did you was it? Did it make sense? Was it, you know? Um, first time I did Animal Kingdom, I was able to walk around the park like I've been there several times. I kind of figured it out. Uh, this, trying to get oriented a little bit, um, I was getting the hang of it near the end, but it, it took me a couple hours to really figure out my orientation in the park, in, in that section of the park. Right. So, and uh, wait, I want to get something to drink. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> So, yes, this is the Sprite bottle. We do have the Coke oh. bottle as well, and this is cool. If you have the the, coat, the bottle lanyards they sell at the parks, this will fit on this. So you carry, and it's some places they will they will tell you, careful, don't drop them. We don't want them to bring the first order back because they heard some explosion. So they, <laughs> they treat them as you're drinking out of a thermal detonator. <laughs> so is, is that supposed to be like an in canon or in universe explanation of what the containers are? That's what we were told today. They were calling them thermal de- detonators. <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of looks like one, sort of, or a Maybe type yeah, of thermal de- detonator. I don't see why they couldn't just call it a. This is their. It's just another bottle. Right. Well, I was. I was just thinking of like in universe, there's some guy, but too like using old, <laughs> like a demilled detonators. <laughs> oh, let's turn it into drink canisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's, I didn't hear any of that, but I'm sure some of that backstory may be coming shortly. Now I know for me, if I was a cast member assigned to Batu, I'd be taking pictures of me in my costumes and then <laughs> submitting them to Rebel Legion, going, "Yeah, you're accepting me because I'm canon." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is canon. 
how much how much room is there for this to grow and evolve? Like what what are the are there besides the uh, oh my god the the other the rise of resistance right? Um, besides that, what are other expectations of growth? Is it designed for growth? Like is it obvious like they're going to go in this direction or what? What I, do you see? I have heard through the different Disney rumor mills, not not from the parks but from the fan sites that they're talking about potentially adding a sit-down restaurant in there. Um, While it's very possible, I don't know if they will. Um, I think they need to deal with what they have first, and I'm just curious to see what do they do after Rise of Skywalker is out? What do they do to the land to take it that five years ahead into the storyline three to five years and, and go with that because you're you're you hear to talk about like darth vader and whatnot those are stories mm. type events you know those are tales that you hear about because not many people were around when all that happened and then those type of and like with batu there wasn't a lot of effect from that with them so those are those are the tales sort of like what you heard um on cantu bite with the kids talking about the tales of luke skywalker Mm-hmm. It's the same type of thing. Yeah. So you got that type of carryover. So you, you feel that currently they're maximizing the space that they have allotted to the land. I think so. Because I think a, okay. lot of the, a lot of the empty space, some of the wider space they have is to accommodate uh, potential crowds coming in. Okay. Um, do they have room to, to add more? Probably not much more. Wow. Okay. Um, but unless that was add part of the part of the initial plan for that area when they built with because this was 14 acres developed into this um, unless they had agreed and it just was never announced that here here's a few more acreage to allow for some more expansion a little bit more expansion that's the only way without them going into like Muppet Courtyard and taking out Muppet's Courtyard Muppet Courtyard and going that direction so because who knows maybe studios will turn into Lucasfilm Pixar Park instead of everything else they're doing. Now, have you gotten any kind of vibe from, because I read an article that the Disneyland Galaxy's Edge uh, has been suffering kind of a, an anemic uh, flow of people. Right. Um, are I, you hearing anything on the on the one for Disney World? We're, we're an international destination. They're not as worried because we'll get, the, we'll pull the crowds that California is not. And as far as I know, I haven't heard anything about annual pass holders being blacked out like California was, which which is we talked about last week, which is something that isn't being reported on. Or if it is, it's a small blurb at the end and they or in the middle. That's just oh, and they, they've blacked out annual pass holders, but they're, they're going to cut hours here. And, you know, if this doesn't happen, they're going to turn it into Agrabah. And yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> it's California just made a mistake because they they pulled the wrong trigger. It's a locals park out there and they isolated their locals. Plus, two, they also raised the ticket prices out there to 150 bucks for a one day ticket, one day, one park ticket. It, trying to curb the crowds and they went too far. So uh, I think that's going to kind of, that is going to bring us to a close because I'm, I'm going to have to figure out now how to edit part of this show for Sorcerer Radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, any final thoughts before we go? Thank you for sharing all this information, man. Like this was yeah. really insightful. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I'm going to leave with a final thought. Trailer for season two, Resistance is out. October 6th is when it drops and the shocker I found from trailer it's final season yep 
Yeah. Really? Two seasons? Yeah. Um, well, this was actually aimed for a lot younger audience, so that's about average for a young kid show. Yeah, but I still think there could have been some more story there to tell. I, I'm not as shocked about it, to be I'm honest. There, yeah. Just when you see the other stuff on their slate, I think they're realizing now with Disney Plus coming out, with the hype behind The Mandalorian, that perhaps they want to make sure they allocate their resources to other things right now. Gotcha. Um, which you're more privy to that than I am with stuff you're doing with Marvel. Yeah, I'm just, I, and this is no like insider pool or anything like that. I, I'm just saying I, I, it makes sense, right? And yeah. if you, I don't know if you guys saw the article, was I saw it today, it was the first of uh, the announcement that the Ryan Johnson trilogy is not going to have legacy characters in it. Um, mm. I, I'm hoping that Star Wars is going to start moving in that kind of a direction, right? Of like, let's start exploring, is what I've always, I've always preached about Star Wars. My only complaint about the series is like, make it a bigger universe. And I'm thinking that that's a direction they might yeah. be heading. Now, with Disney, they have those opportunities. So. And, and now with the episodics being done, yeah. this final trilogy, we could, we could still keep the, the new main characters from this current trilogy and give them the, their own thing without them being episodics. Right. Um, which I would still like to see, but yeah, with you, I want to see, I want to see the universe expanded. So, yeah. so, um, any other final thoughts? No, I think we covered a lot of it. Well then on that note, give the evacuation code signal. All right. Cut the chatter. Jinx. I can hold it. Pull up. No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal.